coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. The anniversary of the day they died, birthdays, holidays, Mother's Day, those are all tough days. Burke was doing what, you know, what he was called to do and, and we couldn't be more proud of him. Witnessing everything that was going on, it was like you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. It's been three years since the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Since then, what has changed? and what lies ahead for some of the people most deeply affected by the violence. Don't give up, stay in the fight. In this episode of Hometown Stories, WDBJ7 reporter Pete DeLuca reflects on his coverage of that day and catches up with the people left managing loss and hope on a painful anniversary. You were actually working in Charlottesville before you came to Roanoke. What do you remember about August 12th, 2017? It was a day that's definitely super memorable for anybody who was in town that day because pretty much everywhere you were in the city, something kind of crazy was going on. And especially for those of us who were downtown, witnessing everything that was going on, it was like you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. Pete DeLuca was working at a TV station in Charlottesville the day of the Unite the Right rally, and a University of Virginia grad himself, he knows the community well. The biggest thing that I remember is, is the struggle between the outside forces and then the community members. Pete says he can't remember for certain when they first learned the rally was scheduled to happen, but he does remember everyone being completely caught off guard by what happened. I don't know that any of us could have expected what actually happened. Earlier in that summer, there was a KKK rally in July, July 8th, and that was fairly uneventful. I mean, there were nowhere near as many people who had come into town for that, and that was kind of our first taste of what was to come. And in a way, what actually happened was just so much different and I think that our expectations didn't really align with reality kind of since the first rally was so much less eventful than anyone really expected. That day I'm sure was a big blur and there were so many things to try and keep up with as you said. Is there one particular moment from that day that really sticks in your brain? Any Anything from all the chaos that stood out? Yeah, I remember being in the newsroom um, at my old station, and I just remember hearing someone yell out, somebody got hit by a car. That somebody, of course, turned out to be Heather Heyer, protesting on the downtown mall. She was killed when a man named James Fields Jr. drove his car into a crowd of protesters. Her mom, Susan Bro, was thrust into the national spotlight while grieving her daughter's death. 
a grief that continues both publicly and privately. The anniversary of the day they died, birthdays, holidays, Mother's Day, those are all tough days. What did she have to say to you um, this week, you know, three years since this, um, you know, for her, a tragic anniversary? The first thing Susan always wants to reiterate is that her daughter is not necessarily a hero. She believes very strongly in what Heather was fighting for, which is obviously social justice fighting against white supremacy. I'd like to see more uplifting of other voices, particularly black voices. The movement so often has centered on Heather that it it looks like a white movement and a white savior complex is happening, and that's not our intent at all. How do you think the world has changed in the past three years? People are definitely more aware of overt white supremacy. What we're still struggling to accept and acknowledge is our own complicity in that and covert systemic uh, racism. Not long after her death, Susan Bro helped create the Heather Heyer Foundation. What's the goal of that foundation? And then what has it been able to do in three years? So the Heather Heyer Foundation first started off as a, a scholarship fund, essentially. And it started off with giving scholarships to a student from each of the six local high schools in the Charlottesville, Albemarle County area. That has now grown to include even scholarships nationally. So in the past three years, they've awarded $22,000 in scholarships, and they obviously want to continue to grow that. Um, And their goal is actually, by the five-year anniversary, to be able to award a full tuition scholarship to one student. And kind of their criteria is they're looking for young, nonviolent activists who are really passionate about bringing change in their community and helping others. Don't give up. Everybody stick to figuring out how you can help. Do research, take some responsibility for educating yourself, and stay in the fight. Heather Heyer wasn't the only person who died that day. Lieutenant H.J. Cullen and Trooper Pilot Burke Bates were in a state police helicopter. They were monitoring the rally from the sky before crashing near a neighborhood in Albemarle County. That was also a moment that really stands out from that day, hearing on the police scanner that there was a helicopter crash. And it was really late in the afternoon. It was really close to our 6 p.m. newscast and just scrambling all of our resources to get somebody out there and figure out what was going on. And you spoke with the brother of Trooper Pilot Burke Bates. What was his perspective three years out? Talking to Craig Bates, who is the brother of Burke Bates, you could just tell how much he cared about his brother. You know, the thing he kept reiterating was they're so proud of him and they don't ever want his name to be forgotten. In that final day, you know, Burke was doing the two things that meant the most to him. He was helping people and, you know, and he was he was flying. He just talked about, you know, pretty much their whole life growing up together, playing hockey together. Craig is is Burke's older brother. And he said that this was the one time where he couldn't protect his younger brother. And, you know, he still thinks about that a lot. Time heals all wounds. Well, it's, you know, it's coming up on three years and it's not healed it for myself. and my parents and my wife and our kids. Highlighting the fact that, yes, everyone kind of remembers Heather Heyer dying, but also these two state troopers lost their lives because this event was going on. You know, 
If this rally was not happening, they wouldn't have been there. They would not have been in danger. Burke was doing what, you know, what he was called to do, and, and we couldn't be more proud of him. The conversation about Charlottesville almost comes full circle this year with protests and rallies centering on the Black Lives Matter movement and particularly on the removal of statues of Confederate leaders, which still stand in Charlottesville. Looking ahead, Bro told Pete that removing them is mostly symbolic, but she believes a good first step. Statues coming down is symbolic. It's nice. It's a very big first step when communities make that decision. And, you know, in Virginia, it's a community vote. It's a community decision. But it, it, it is a step in the right direction. And it's not an end-all to be-all. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Special thanks to Pete DeLuca on this story. Hometown Stories is a production of WDVJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. Our editor is Ben Raquelmi. I'm Leanna Scacchetti. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.